Hey guys, if you hadn't heard, sports betting is now live in Massachusetts. We're passing along this awesome promo for new DraftKings customers. Deposit and place a $5 wager on any sport to get $200 added to your account in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Use our code BASTARDS at sign up to redeem. Using our promo code BASTARDS is a great way to support the pod. So if you don't yet have a DraftKings account, do us a solid and sign up with code BASTARDS and place that first bet. New customers only, 21 plus and physically present in Massachusetts. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-327-5050. Valid. One offer per customer. Minimum $5 deposit and $5 wager required. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets and expire seven days after being awarded. See full terms at DraftKings.com. To another episode of the Bastards of Boston Baseball. We are live on YouTube, on Twitter. Take the opportunity to uh, go over to YouTube, click like, and subscribe. The entire Bastards crew is uh, with us tonight. Andrew cannot be seen. He just joined the Witness Protection Program. No uh, video from his uh, screen. But uh, entire crew tonight with us, we are going to be going over all of our divisional picks, AL and NL. Then we're going to pick our wild cards. Then we will pick our uh, MVPs for each league, uh, the Cy Youngs for each league. And then in the very end, our World Series matchups. So going to just hit the ground running. This is one of the longer shows of the year. It'll probably take you guys multiple commutes to get this all in, but it is a fun show. So Hopefully you guys enjoy it. We will start now with the American League East. And Jason, go ahead, lead us off. Who are you picking? I'm picking the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, I'm not a believer in what the Yankees have right now. And to me, it really comes down to those two teams. I don't trust the Rays to ever win the division. I think the Rays are just the hang around team, compete, kind of be a little bit of a pest. Um, maybe contend for one of the wild cards, but not a division winner. Um, I, I don't think the Red Sox are going to do it. And I think Baltimore, even though they're on the rise, and I think eventually could be a force in this division if all their prospects pan out, they're not quite ready yet. Um, I still like Toronto. I like Toronto last year. And I know that they lost Teoscar Hernandez. That's a big bat out of their lineup. But I like what they added to their rotation. Um Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero, those guys are a year older, a little more matured, a little more refined. Um, Kevin Gausman, I think, could be a Cy Young candidate. Um, he's probably one of the top three pitchers in the American League right now. So I just think they've got kind of the complete package. And I just I look at what the what's going on with the Yankees and the Rodon injury, now the Severino injury. I don't trust that Nestor Cortez can either stay healthy or adjust to the new rules and the pace of play with this stupid little leg kick crap that he likes to do. Um, I don't think Aaron judge is going to repeat what he did last year. I think he'll have a very good season, but he's probably not going to repeat that. And he was a driving force for them last season. So I think the Yankees will take a little bit of a step back. And I think that will allow Toronto to kind of take the lead. And I think they'll win the division this year. Cody. Yeah, I thought, you know, 
I had the Blue Jays circled as well for the AL East, and I really thought that was going to be kind of like a shocking pick. I didn't, I didn't think Jason was going to go out of the gate Blue Jays as well. Great to see, uh, you know, similar mindsets there. He made a lot of great points, a lot of the same things that I saw. Um, you know, the Yankees didn't do anything significant this offseason. Yeah, they signed Rodon. Um, but, you know, starting pitching wasn't exactly a big issue. They had the arms. The arms just couldn't stay healthy, right? And then they added a player that already, is already injured. So in my opinion, they've, you know, gotten arguably a little bit worse. They continue to play aging players over their, you know, young studs that have shown to do well in both the regular season and in the postseason. Um, I know that they named Volpe uh, the starting shortstop today, so it'll be interesting to see how he plays. But IKF is still getting significant at-bats. Donaldson's still in the mix. There's a lot of players there where, you know, they have financial um, capital assigned to, and that's why they're seeing plate appearances and playing times. But, you know, uh, to kind of piggyback off of what Jason was saying, that Toronto Blue Jays lineup is deep. The rotation, they they made it an effort to, to fortify it by going out and getting Chris Bassett. They signed, you know, um, Kiermaier to to shore up their defense so they they made their team a lot more well-rounded and you know people still forget they've got Springer Chapman and Merrifield as well behind Bichette and and Vlad Guerrero Jr. Um, you know I just think it's going to be you know too many too many weapons too many guns uh, to overcome for other teams in the division and I like the Blue Jays uh, to to win the AL East this year. Charlie. It's going to be our first upset of the uh, division series so I'm actually going New York here um, and it pains me to have to say that. I would have loved to say a Toronto again, but I've usually gotten burned for saying the same team two years in a row, so I'm going to change it up. So I'm going with the Yankees here. I really do like the rotation that the Blue Jays have, but they just – I don't think they have the X factor as far as the rotation is concerned, and if Luis Severino does come back from – I believe it was a lat injury, and he's back up to normal. You have Carlos Rodon. You have Garrett Cole. You have Luis Severino. You have Nestor Cortez. And I don't want to face any of those guys if they're even having a B day. So uh, you have that. Similar to what Jason said, I don't think that Aaron Judge is going to do what he did. But Oswaldo Cabrera and Anthony Volpe, I believe both got announced that they're going to be making the starting uh, roster for the New York Yankees. And I do have a lot of high hopes for both of them. I think that whatever we don't see from Aaron Judge and some of the other names that we're expecting to light up the lineup, I think we're actually going to see it from promising rookies. We've heard so much about Anthony Volpe. I believe he was ranked number three or number four in the MLB pipe for uh, top prospects before making their debut. Um, so I'm just going to I'm going to go New York on this one. Andrew. For me, it's Toronto. Um, New York's injuries, the beginning part of the year, definitely Raise some red flags there, but for Toronto, I really like what I've seen out of Kikuchi this summer. He looks like a completely different guy. We've uh, known he's been able to get off to really good starts in the first half of the seasons before breaking down a little bit. But um, another big factor was bringing in Dalton Varsho, um, you know, from Arizona, and they did move that right field in pretty significantly. So I think we're going to see a huge uptick in power from him. Um, we all know Vlad Jr. can go the other way with the best of them as well. So I think there's going to be a lot of offensive firepower from the Blue Jays. Um, I was considering Bichette as one of my MVP picks. I think he's going to finish top five. He's looked as good as anyone in the league during uh, this spring. So I think he's posed for a huge year, quite frankly. Um, definitely of Toronto, as long as the bullpen can hold up as well. 
So I think not one AL East team this year will win uh, more than 95 games. There's one that's capable of doing it, and that's the one I'm picking the division to win it. But um, I, I don't think anyone ultimately will. I think the Orioles are capable of, you know, surprising people again. Would I be shocked if Tampa wins the division again for some reason? No. I mean, they won it in 2021. I don't have the Red Sox, you know, winning it. Obviously, we know that. Uh, with the Yankees, I just don't trust their rotation right now. Luis Severino just went down. Carlos Rodon is, um, you know, going to miss. He just started throwing a bullpen session. Fastballs only. Long ways away for him. Um, so who do you have left? Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez. I just, I don't think that's enough. They'll probably throw Domingo Herman in there. I don't know who else is on their depth chart, but I just don't like it. So that leaves the Toronto Blue Jays. And this is a team that has underperformed. If you look at this roster right now, they've got almost as much offense as the Red Sox had in 2018. On paper, they have a fantastic looking lineup. They have a rotation that I believe is far and away better than what the Red Sox had in 2018. And I'm not a history geek when it comes to baseball, admittedly, but this team in terms of talent has to rival, if not exceed the talent they had on their 92 and 93 world championship teams when they won it back to back. I just, this is a team that they can't underachieve. They can't underachieve for a third year in a row. So I'm picking them uh, to win the division, and they should be a World Series contender too. <laughs> They're that talented. So hopefully for Toronto's sake, they, they get it together and uh, take care of business. Let's, let's go over to the American League Central. Jason, who do you have? So full disclosure, I don't remember if I picked these guys last year as well. Um, but I'm and it, this may come back to bite me, but I'm picking the Chicago White Sox. And look, I know the twins got Correa back. They added Pablo Lopez. That's pretty good. I know the Guardians still have probably the second best one through five rotation behind Houston. Um, but I just think the White Sox are kind of poised for that bounce back, this is who we really are kind of season. They still have a lot of talent on that roster. I think guys like Giolito, Lance Lynn, they're due for bounce back seasons because there's no way those guys are that bad. Um, I think that some of their younger players are going to make an impact. I know Michael Kopech is kind of slowly being brought back. I think he's going to have a bigger impact this year. Um, I think you'll see a lot of Oscar Colas this year as well. Andrew Vaughn's a year older. He's a stud as well. Um, if Eloy can stay healthy and not die again, then, you know, he'll, he'll probably have a productive season. I know they added Ben and That was a, a big contract. I don't, you know, he's a nice player. I don't think that he's a huge difference maker, but it's still a nice addition for them. And the Tony LaRusso distraction is gone. They've got, you know, a manager that I think they're behind. I think they're a lot more at peace with. And I just think that whole distraction not being there is going to make a huge difference for a ball club like that and the kind of personalities and the kind of talent that they have. So I'm going with the White Sox. I think it's going to be a little bit of a dogfight. 
in the AL Central. I think that all those teams are going to be pretty close, you know, the whole season through. But uh, I think the White Sox will come out on top. Cody. To me, the AL Central is a division of, you know, World Series contenders on paper, right? You look at the Twins, they've got a loaded roster, but that team goes as um, Buxton goes. And, you know, un unfortunately, he's been oft injured. Um, and it's a real shame because he's an, an exciting player. You know, the, the Guardians, while they might not have like the flashiest uh, lineup, they've got a solid rotation. They play grinded out baseball. But there's just too much talent in, in the South side uh, for, for me not to pick them as well. Um, a lot of great points that Jason just made, but, you know, I think they actually got better by getting rid of Jose Abreu or, or letting him walk. I forget the exact uh, exit that, that he had there in Chicago. But, you know, by bringing in Benatendi to play the field, they can take, you know, um, Eloy Jimenez to, to the DH to keep him healthy because that bat is incredible. And to have these little bit of like defensive uh, flexibilities for them, I think is going to prove positive in, in keeping the team healthy longer and allowing those stars to, you know, put together those, those good seasons. You know, he mentioned Giolito, Linton, Hendricks, Clevenger, Cease, and Kopech. Like these are, these are all studs, right? And, you know, the fact that Clevenger doesn't have to miss any time, you know, that's a whole topic for another, another uh, discussion per se, but, you know, that only bolsters that rotation even more because he's a proven commodity in a league of, you know, starting pitchers that can stay healthy and those are few and far between. So for me, I think the White Sox are, are going to be the best bet for the, for the AL Central. Charlie. Uh, I'm going guardians here. So I'm going to buck the trend for the second time in a row. I don't trust the White Sox because you just had Yon Moncada leave a game with, I think it was back tightness or something. You have Luis Robert and you have, um, Eloy Jimenez, who can't stay healthy for an entire season, I mean, let alone 50 games. Uh, I just don't trust that rotation to get it done alone because you can't trust the offense that, as Cody just mentioned, lost Jose Abreu. I'm going with the Guardians here because I think the rotation that they have led by Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie, who I think is going to be an absolute stud this year, uh, is just too too easy not to pick. They have the best third baseman or arguably best third baseman. I know I've gotten into with a couple people about it in Jose Ramirez. I cannot sleep on this team in any capacity. I absolutely love the fire and tenacity that some of these players have. Um, Miles Straw is someone that I definitely would not want to get into a fight with. That's someone who you definitely want in your corner every day that ends in Y. I remember him scaling the wall at Yankee Stadium. I think they have an incredible load of talent at first base and in the middle infield. Um, Jimenez is playing, I think, a hybrid of like second and short. I'm not sure what spot he's going to end up getting. They just made a trade for Josh Bell, or they got Josh Bell, rather, um, from, um, I believe, it was San Diego because he originally was in the Nationals and got shipped over in that mega deal. I, I just can't not pick the Guardians here. I think they're the most solid team from start to finish. The, the White Sox, you'll remember, also don't have a closer. Liam Hendricks is um, going through uh, therapy for uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, I believe. So they just lost their elite closer. And nothing but respect for Liam Hendricks. I wish him nothing but the best. But you just lost your ninth inning guy. And that's something that any team that loses, that's, that's a hard position to fill. And Garrett Crochet is coming back after missing all of 2022, but still 
coming back from an injury, I have to go with the Guardians here. Yeah, I went back and forth on Minnesota and Cleveland. And for me, I think Cleveland has some questions on the back end of their lineup. I don't think it's fully strong one through nine. And we've seen some uh, injuries pop up in their system earlier, you know, this spring. So they don't, I don't feel too strongly about it. And I think Aaron Zavalli is also a huge, you know, part of what they do to make that rotation deeper. And I quite frankly don't trust him. So I, I've settled on Minnesota, even though the Buxton being the DH primarily this season until everything's back to normal for him. I'm not a huge fan of, but whatever keeps him in the lineup every day. And I, I really do think that Joe Ryan's about to take a large step up. He's looked absolutely filthy um, the last couple of years. He just keeps developing more as a starter. Uh, and what I saw out of him, uh, his last appearance against the Red Sox was great. I think their bullpen is very deep. Uh, so that's kind of the separating factor. If they get enough offense, they should be able to close the game down if they have a one-run lead with you know two or three innings left to go. So for that reason, uh, settled settled on Minnesota. I am out on the Chicago White Sox. I just – it's not – a safe bet that Lucas Giolito is going to bounce back, and he's such a critical part of their rotation. Is Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert going to stay healthy and put together a productive season? I think that's probably a long shot. You have that Oscar Colas kid who is the number two prospect in their system, had a very strong season uh, in AAA last year and will probably get a lot of playing time uh, this year so you, you could get some upside with him they did sign Andrew Benintendi but I just I just don't think it's a very well balanced team so I'm out on them I took a good long hard look at the twins and uh, for me I just think the Indians rotation is is a little bit better and I think their bullpen is uh, you know better I just think that the, did I say the Indians okay the Guardians I think are the better balanced team uh, of any of them in the uh, AL Central. So I'm still haunted by the fact that Francona went with Savali over Bieber in that final playoff game to get themselves knocked out. But um, it's just not a it's just not a powerful division, and I don't think any one team this winter, um, you know, made a, a monster splash to to set themselves apart from uh, the rest of the division. So the default pick here is going to be the Guardians for me. Let's go over to the AL West. I don't think we're going to spend a ton of time on this one, but go ahead, Jason. Who are you picking? Yeah, not, not a shocker here. I'm going with the Houston Astros. Um, they're just so freaking good, and they're so stacked. And, you know, I know Altuve is going to be out for two months, who cares? You know, knowing the Astros, Mauricio Dubon or whoever they have at second base is going to turn into a stud for the two months that he's there. They could always call up Pedro Leon as well. He, he's a great prospect for them to fill in there if, you know, if Dubon's not working out or whatever. Um, I know they lost Verlander. Who cares? Here comes Hunter Brown, who might win the rookie of the year this year. He's an absolute stud too. Once again, 
the pitching factory that is Houston just pumps out another young arm that's, you know, going to be a menace in this league. Um, they added Jose Abreu. Jordan Alvarez is an MVP candidate. Uh, Kyle Tucker is is a great all-around player. Um, Jeremy Pena is going to get a full season of action. He's, you know, unbelievable as well. So they're just I, – I keep calling them the factory, but they really are. They just – Houston just keeps pumping up or pumping out talent year after year after year. So the Altuve injury, the Verlander exit, it's not going to matter. They're still the best team in that division. I know Texas loaded up and tried to match them. I know the Angels will try and match them again. It's not going to matter. Houston's, I think, going to run away with that division. Cody. Looking at the AL West, I mean, it's it's hard to pick against the the Astros at this time. I mean, you know, six consecutive ALCS appearances, uh, two World Series rings. I mean, they're an absolute unit, a wagon, whatever adjective you want to use here. You cut off one head, two more, you know, sprout out, and they're somehow better than the one that they lost, right? Each time they seem to lose a player, they find somebody in their system to replace them without missing a beat. You know, they do a top to bottom Um there's just not really many more things that you can say that, that Jason hasn't touched on um, without sounding over complimentary. Uh, yeah. I like the Astros here as well. You know, as much as Texas tried to do to, to add items or, or pieces to their team, I don't think there's enough to, to close that gap. And, you know, we all know that uh, the angels don't enjoy playing meaningful baseball. Um, so it's gotta be the Astros for me. Charlie. Well, everybody knows who I picked last year and everybody knows who I picked the year before that. And I already said I wouldn't make the same mistake twice when I picked the Angels again. But 2023 is a new year, but I haven't changed. So I'm going with the Angels for three years in a row because because (laughs) it's time. I I can't be wrong three years in a row. I don't want to be an idiot four years in a row. I probably won't do this again next year. But why not continue bucking the trend? Shohei Otani Otani is the best player in all of baseball, so I'm close. Mike Trout, if he comes back, he lights up. He's going to do great. They just got Tyler Anderson in there. I think uh, Sandoval is actually going to be a stud pitcher for this year. Anderson, I think, won 15 games for the Dodgers last year, which helped significantly. So he's literally just switching colors and staying in L.A., a place that he's already comfortable in. I feel really good about what I'm going to see from Jared Walsh this year as well. Uh, I drafted him in one of my fantasy baseball leagues, so I'm really hoping I'm, I'm not wrong about him. I feel really, really good about the Angels being able to stay healthy, all things considered. We already know what's going on with Mike Trout. If Shohei Otani can continue to do what he's been doing and build on what he did last year, I, I know it's going to be crazy, but I just I won't pick the Ast- I just I can't pick the Astros. I just can't do it. It's, it's more like a moral thing for me. I just can't do it, but... I, I really hope that we see some magic from the Angels this year in lovely LA. So when I've I was gonna go with the Astros originally, but they've played a lot of baseball the last six or so years. And I don't think that their foot is gonna be fully on the pedal. But one team I do think that's gonna sell out for all 162 is Seattle. And I do think they have the pitching for it. Um they, you know, they've been developing guys for years. Robbie Ray looks so much better uh, this spring. Of course, it's spring. You don't know how that's going to, you know, translate to the regular season. But Kellenick also looks like a whole new ball player uh, in that outfield. And if he hits, 
then they have one of the more exciting outfields with uh, him, Teoscar Hernandez, and obviously Julio Rodriguez, who will be an MVP candidate for the next 10 to 15 years. So that's why I went with them. Um, I really do think they're going to sell out just to try to build on last year's momentum. And I, I don't love the Altuve injury for Houston. I think there's a lot that goes in, you know, to him being the leader of that team, correcting everything on the field. Kyle Tucker was a little bit banged up. Uh, we saw that Alvarez had some issues this spring. So I can see, they know they're going to make the playoffs. They just have to win 90 games, and they could probably sleepwalk and win 90 games. So I don't think that they're going to kill themselves to, you know, win the extra seven to lock down the division when they know they can make it to the playoffs and then have their rotation take over. So uh, for that reason, pick in Seattle. I am going to pick the Astros to win their seventh straight AL West title. Um, they've got the best pitching program in Major League Baseball. I really believe that. It's not every day a team has the luxury of not bringing back the guy that won a Cy Young for them the year before. But the Astros do have the luxury. So... Um, Unlike all those other great teams with great pitching programs, the Guardians, the Rays, uh, I'm probably forgetting one. The Astros actually back up their pitching staff with a very good, you know, offense. They they develop hitting as well. I, they're just, quite frankly, I, I know they only have two World Series to show for it. They've got two other pennant uh, wins that, uh, unfortunately, they for them they uh, you know they ended up losing. Uh, you know, in the World Series, but um, I just, there's no reason for me to not pick the Astros here. I just think they're that damn good. And um, that's, that's all I got there. All right, let's uh, go loop back around. Uh, let's just do our wild card teams. We don't have to really get too into it. So just rapid fire. Jason, who do you have? Yeah, my wildcard teams go as follows. I've got the Yankees, the Guardians, and the Twins. Um, I think that those are sort of the best leftover teams that didn't win their divisions. Um, I'm not a full believer in the Rangers or the Mariners um, or the Rays. Like, these kind of fringe teams. That, like, I get what Andrew's saying about the Mariners. That, you know, they, they have a lot of young talent that, man, like, if, if Kalanick is back on and Robbie Ray's back to what he should be and all that, but there's still, it's, they're the Mariners. Like there's a trust issue with me, with that team. And same with the Rangers. Like I don't trust the Rangers at all to ever really figure it out and put it together. Yeah. Congrats. You added to Grom, you added, you know, a, a, you know, Evaldi, like great, but you're still the Rangers. You're probably going to screw things up. Your pitching program is trash. Um, I just, I can't bring myself to believe in them either. The Twins, the Guardians, the Yankees, I think those are the teams that they just have the pieces necessary to win enough games, at least be competitive in their divisions, and I think eventually secure a wild card spot. So I'm going with those three. I got the Yankees, the Mariners, and then the upstart Red Sox as my three uh, wild card teams. Uh, throwing a little bit of positivity onto the onto the feed here. Uh, would like to see our guys get off to a hot start, play with some momentum. You know, uh, good clubhouse vibes, play you know bat to ball. 
baseball, move the guy over, you know, maybe not trying to get there through the home run. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Yankees are, are undeniable at this point in time. Um, you know, they, they still got a, a very deep lineup, a very deep uh, rotation, especially some of those guys are um, able to come back. And then, you know, the Mariners would be a great story if they, if they won the division, I just don't think they have the depth um, to, to hang with Houston over 162 games. So my three teams are the Yankees, the Mariners and, and the Red Sox. Over to you, Charlie. Yeah, man, real short and sweet. I was already writing this down, and I'm not even going to talk about it because we already had you guys mention everything. So I have the Astros, Blue Jays, and Mariners in that order. I'm not going to say I'm a complete non-believer in the Mariners. I do think that Julio Rodriguez has a huge, uh, ridiculous load of opportunity, and just the sky is the limit with him. He's a perennial talent, five-tool player that can really get it done. I hope Kalena can actually light it up because he's been incredibly disappointing for the past couple of years, but nice and easy for all the reasons you guys have already mentioned. Again, I went uh, Astros, Blue Jays, Mariners. Yeah. In no order I have Houston, I have the Rays and I also have uh, the Yankees. I think those are the strongest teams though. I do think it's going to come down to the final week. I think we should be in for a good race. I uh, got kicked out because of my internet, but it looks like things are still rolling. Uh, my three teams are the Yankees, the Rays, and the Mariners. I think the White Sox are just in the Twins, quite frankly, are not going to make the cut here. Um, so uh, those are my three teams. All right. Um, so you guys didn't move on to Cy Young's or... Uh, MVPs yet? No? Okay. Uh, so let's go ahead, uh, Jason, and uh, we, let's start with uh, MVP. So who do you have on the American League side? So admittedly, my MVP choice came from uh, – it was a spur-of-the-moment pick. I, I had a couple of names, you know, rattling in my head, but it came from a spring training game, actually, that happened recently when the Red Sox played the Orioles – going a little bit out of the box. I'm going with Adley Rushman as American League MVP. I think that guy is an absolute freaking stud. And I think the fact that he's doing it as a catcher, you know, premium position, like I think that team is going to go as he goes. He is the new leader of that team. And the only thing that's going to be a little bit difficult is if Baltimore doesn't contend for a wild card or doesn't even get into the playoffs at all. You know, if they're like in fourth place or something and they don't have a great record, then he may not get as much consideration as like some other guy, like a Julio Rodriguez, who that team should be contending or, you know, Correa with the Twins or whatever. Um, but I, I just think Adley Rushman has all the tools. And I think given the position too, um, that should benefit him a lot. So I'm all aboard the Adley Rushman train and I think he's going to win MVP. Interesting pick. All right, uh, Cody, go ahead. That's definitely a great pick and would be would be an interesting storyline to see play out. And I think that's really what these these awards kind of come down to. Right. You're going to have a bunch of guys having phenomenal season, but it's it's which storyline proves to be, um, I guess, the most captivating or whose you know, contributions um, propelled a team the furthest. And for me, that's going to be Vladimir Guerrero Jr., you know, I think the the Blue Jays are poised to to make that jump, right? You know, I had him as my pick for the AL East, and they go as Vlad goes, right? He's already had 
monster seasons in the past. He's had, you know, three top 10 um, MVP finishes. Uh, nope, I'm, I'm, I'm my mistaken. I was looking at a different note there, but he's already got an MVP runner up for sure. Uh, so, you know, I don't think the moment's getting too big for him. Um, you know, Jason mentioned it earlier, another year uh, to, to mature a little bit more. I, I really think he's going to do a lot of damage um, and I, I like him for the MVP. Charlie. This is the easiest one for me. It's the, the best player in all of baseball. It's Shohei Otani. There's no other player in Major League Baseball. It's it's just kind of like the cupcake pick here. There's no other player that has the capability of striking out, you know, 10, 15 guys in a game and hitting three home runs in the same game. This is a guy who finished top four Cy Young, top two MVP, I believe, last year. And this is someone who has an opportunity to win the MVP and the Cy Young in the same year. Um, so Shohei Otani, for all the reasons that I think everybody already knows, no need to batter it. Andrew? Yeah, it's going to be hard for people to top the Shohei narrative. I think, you know, that's going to be the clubhouse leader. and It's going to take a lot to over, you know, take him. But I want to go a little bit out of the, of that. Um, going with Bo Bichette, he's led the AL in hits the last two years. And it looks like he's taking it to a whole nother level. Without the shift, with the uh, moved in right field in Toronto, I think we're going to see a monster year out of him. Um, so I am going with Bo Bichette. Interesting pick. Um, fun fact, two years ago, I picked Alex Verdugo. <laughs> that was uh, probably the dumbest pick in the history of the show. Um, this year, uh, I mean, I'm going to... I'm not going to make a bold uh, pick. I think Shohei Otani will, uh, in a contract year, in which he is in pursuit of a half billion dollar contract, I think will um, will be by far the best player in baseball. So uh, Shohei Otani for me. All right, let's loop around now. Cy Young Award winners, Jason, who do you have? I'm going with Shane McClanahan. I think McClanahan's the best left-hander in the American League. The guy's an abs—he's absolutely nasty. His whole thing is can he stay healthy, right? He—he he was on a Cy Young uh, trajectory last season, and then he got hurt, and he missed a bunch of time, and never really got back to full strength, and never really caught up. He's had a good spring, looks healthy. I—I I think if he just—if he can stay on the mound and give you 30 starts. He's he's gonna blow away the competition. I really do think that guy's the best left-hander in the American League right now. So Shane McClanahan is my pick. Charlie. Uh technically Cody's going second, but if you want me to go oh, second, I'll I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> Cody, do you want me to do you want to go or do you want me to go? Uh go, right, Cody. Cool. Let's just stay in order. All right, cool. Cody. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so I'm doubling down on a lot of my picks here. I think you'll you'll see that as uh, the show kind of goes on. Um, I'm gonna go with Dylan Cease out of out of Chicago. Um, you know, I like that team to to kind of turn a corner, and it really starts with the pitching staff and and the rotation, right? You, you know, you have Giolito and um, really setting the tone. But Cease is is a guy that ne didn't necessarily get the attention I felt like he deserved for the seasons that he's had in, in previous years. Um, you know, the second place Cy Young finished last year, I think we'll have some eyes on him early. And if he's able to come out of the gates strong and put together um, a good campaign, you know, th there'll be some additional wind at his back with uh, in the mind of the voters. Dylan Cease for AL Cy Young. 
Well, now now it's my time, uh, and it's going to be Jason's time 2.0 here because I'm going Shane McClanahan too. And I, for the same reasons that Jason said, I think this guy is an absolute stud. He had a sub-1 ERA during spring training. I felt like it didn't matter who was up at the dish against him. If he can stay healthy, there's just nobody else I would want to not face as far as a pitcher goes. Dylan Cease was someone I picked last year. He doesn't get a lot of love because he plays in Chicago. This guy pitches in Tampa Bay, and uh, I think he's just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, again, you know, superstar stud. If this guy is playing in a major market team, he's a sure bet for 20 wins a season if he can stay healthy. But McClanahan for me. I was down to two guys. I was down to Shane Bieber and Framber Valdez. And I don't know why I want to pick Framber Valdez, but everything's telling me to. So I'm going with Framber. I think he's looked great so far uh, this spring training. I think he takes another step forward and um, takes over that Houston rotation uh, that Verlander left and he becomes the ace. I actually was considering the la- the same two Andrew just mentioned. I'm going to go differently though. I think Shane Bieber will win it mostly due to the fact I, I think he's going to probably punch more guys out and um, win his second Cy Young. The weird thing is, is the National League is just so much deeper right now uh, by the looks of, you know, their elite uh, depth in starting pitching. So, um, but everyone had good picks here and, um, could certainly, um, you know, any one of them could win it. All right. I think that is it for the American League side. Uh, We will pick the American League team going to the World Series at the very end. So let's go ahead and uh, move over to the National League East. Jason, who do you have? I've got the Atlanta Braves. Um, You know, I know I know the Mets are the loudest team in that division, but I still don't think they're the best team in that division. Um, Matt Olson is like absolutely on fire this spring. He hit a home run against, uh, I forget who it was, who was pitching for the Red Sox in, in a spring training game that I still don't think has landed. Um, so, you know, he we know how good he is, but that rotation with Max Fried being healthy, Spencer Strider, Kyle Wright, who not a lot of people talk about that guy won 21 games last year. Like they have so much good pitching. They, you know, Charlie Morton, I think if he's healthy and had a good ramp up this off season could really help them. They added Sean Murphy, who, you know, is one of the best catchers in baseball. They, they landed that prize. If Acuna can stay healthy and Ozzy Albies can stay healthy. Like that's a nasty lineup. Austin Riley might hit 40 bombs this year. They're just such a complete team, and it's it's kind of funny that, like, I mean, I, I guess we know why. The Mets get all the headlines because they're the Mets, and it's Steve Cohen and all that, blah, blah, blah. They got Verlander, blah, blah, blah. The Braves are still just the best team in that division, hands down. So I think they win it. I, I don't know if they'll win it necessarily easily. I think Philly and the Mets are still very good, but I think Atlanta, as long as they don't have any catastrophic injuries, They'll be fine. They're going to win that division. 
to continue on that point as well, um, they're just they're too sound top to bottom. And to add to it, they have financial flexibility because they keep signing these deals to to players for you know ten years, a hundred million dollars or something like that, right? So they have the ability to go and sign a guy if they need to make a playoff push, or you know they have the depth in the organization as well to to trade some prospects to land a guy, you know, if they do face a, a major injury. It's it's very rare that we see a team that is. Um, so sol- so solid and so sound still have that uh, that flexibility to go out and get guys if there is an injury. Um, you know, as sexy as it would have been to pick the Mets, I just don't think a team, you know, that is relying on uh, guys like Verlander and Scherzer to to carry the ball deep into the postseason, um, that just hasn't prove, proven to work for them recently. And, and I think the loss of Diaz on top of it all uh, will be too much for the Mets to overcome. I like the Braves here. We're going to keep the train going. It's going to be Braves. That's three in a row. Um, I, I think the only thing that Jason didn't mention from the very beginning was just the fact that you have Michael Harris playing center field, someone who absolutely dominated in his first year. I love Spencer Strider, too. Like, uh, there, there's so much to love about that guy who literally, it was just fell out of the sky, it feels like. Just an amazing star. Um I really hope that the injury bug does not hurt the starting rotation because you have three guys in that lineup that are capable of 40 home runs. You have Matt Olson, you have Ronald Acuna, you have Austin Riley. Like, forget about back-to-back bats that you have to worry about. You got three in there. And if Ozzy Albies can figure it out and not get injured and Michael Harris can turn like turn it up another notch, it's going to be the Braves all day. It doesn't matter how much more money the – the Mets end up getting with Steve Cohen. They're just not going to be able to compete. I mean, the the Braves and their deals are just insane. They have the best GM in baseball Braves all day. Yeah. For me, it's going to be Atlanta as well. I think the bats are frauds. I don't think their offense is that good. Um, And, you know, one pitching injury away from being easily third in that division. I think, I think the Phillies are frauds. I think that they are very thin throughout and we're going to see some depth depth issues. Uh, they don't even know who's going to play first right now. They're not even looking at Schwarber at first. They're looking at Castellanos. They don't even trust Schwarber at first. So I, I just don't see how they survive, especially if they run into any pitching injuries. They're screwed. Um, congrats to Matt Strom for making their starting rotation. Um, so yeah, Atlanta, I think they're going to blow by it. I, I don't even think it's going to be close. I think they're going to win the division by at least five games. Well, I guess I'm going to be the outlier. I will immediately concede, though, that the Atlanta Braves are a very well-balanced team, and uh, that is a very safe pick, obviously. And I I think I've picked them to win the last several years in that division. Uh, A couple of things that I'm kind of hung up on. uh, Kyle Wright actually had a quarter zone shot in his shoulder uh, this winter. Is going to start the season on the injured list. Spencer Strider is all the rage right now amongst Braves fans, but he hasn't done it for a full year. And, you know, he he could still have his ups and downs throughout the year. I'm going with the Mets. I think they've got the best one-two punch in uh, Sherlander. (laughs) I'm a dumpster fire tonight. Uh, Scherzer and uh, Verlander. Um. You know, Verlander's been a little bit smarter in his older age than Scherzer. Scherzer still thinks he can go out there and be a maniac. I'm just hoping that he essentially, um, you know, 
settles down a little bit and, uh, you know, paces himself. I don't know what to make yet of Cody, uh, Kodai Senga. Um, Drew, is it Drew Peterson, uh, you know, on the back end? I, I don't love the back end of the Mets rotation, but um, I think their offense will be explosive. Um, P- Pete Alonzo is in a, uh, you know, basically a contract year. He led uh, all of the National League last year in runs batted in. I think uh, Francisco Lindor going to have a very solid year as well. Um, so I'm I'm going with the Mets. It's just a vibe that I have. They're going to have to resolve their closer situation, but um, but I I'm picking the Mets. So let's move over to the um, uh, the National League Central. And uh, Jason, go ahead with uh, your pick on them. Yeah, this division stinks, quite frankly. And the St. Louis Cardinals are the best team in that division, and they're going to win it. Um, and I think they're going to win it pretty easily. That lineup has gotten so much better. The the two through five of Jordan Walker, Goldschmidt, Arenado, and then they added Wilson Contreras. They're going to score a lot of runs. They still have Tyler O'Neill back there. Um, it, they, they have so much on the offensive side. And then pitching-wise, it really comes down to Jack Flaherty. Can he stay healthy, and can he really have a full season of being the ace that that team needs him to be? If he does, then they may not just be division winners. They might be going to the World Series. I mean, that's that's how good that team can possibly be. Um, they just they, they have a perfect balance of they have – the great veterans and like guys like Goldschmidt and Arenado, but then their young guys are coming along now and you're starting to see it really come to fruition. So they're just the most complete team. And again, the NL central is kind of a trash division. I mean, Milwaukee might hang around a bit, might, you know, might contend for them, but they're nowhere close when it comes down to it. So it's the Cardinals. Not a lot to add to that. I have the Cardinals as well. A little spoiler, I like the Cardinals to do a little bit better than the NL Central title. I think they're going to be uh, one of the, the favorite teams to, to go deep into the postseason, maybe even represent the NL. Um, a lot of great points were made, right? You have two perennial MVP candidates in Arenado and Goldschmidt, and it's not like these are just names. I mean, they're they're putting up great seasons. They're driving in runs. They're getting on base. They're playing above world defense. I mean, it's, I think it's platinum gloves, um, not even gold gloves. And, you know, to top it all off, you still have Jordan Hicks, who's throwing 105 miles an hour now. And he's doing so seemingly very effortlessly. Um, you know, so if, if the team can stay healthy, you know, they're going to get a lot of free wins in, in the division. Um, you know, the Cubs aren't doing very well right now. The Brewers might hang around for a bit, depending upon who's opening for them that day. Um, and then the Pirates are pretty much O'Neill Cruz and, and you know, a bunch of guys and oh, uh, Brian Reynolds. Um, exactly. I, I can't even I can't even think of the entire roster over there. So it's going to be um, a lot of easy wins for the Cardinals in, in the division. And I think they run away with it. Yeah, we're going to make this short and sweet Cardinals again. Uh, I think they have arguably the best closer in that division. I, I, I don't know how most can make a case right now against him. I think that Ryan Housley's insane. I think the Cardinals have a pretty good rotation. They just locked up Miles Mikolas for, I think, two years, and was it $40 million? Um, you have Nolan Arenado there. You have Goldie there. I just 
it's hard to pick against them. I just don't see them getting worse. If Jack Flaherty can get better because we know he's not 100%, it, I think their team is going to do great. Right, so I was that me that froze or was it Charlie? I just kept talking. I just said I'm good at the end. Did, I I've did been having it? it was probably my end. So yeah, okay. that was definitely Charlie. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So Car I mean, but we heard you say the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, yeah Cardinals. Me, way yeah. Into it. You were most of the way into it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Cardinals for me, I, I I don't know what part I got cut out on, but I, I think their team is just too too stellar. So it's gonna be cards for me. Got it. Okay. Uh, Andrew, go ahead. Yeah, I'll make it short too. Uh, for me, it's Cardinals. I hate their pitching, quite frankly. Um, I don't like that Wayne Wright's a huge part of it. Um, Jack Flaherty is never going to stay healthy. It is what it is, but they have too much hitting. They don't even have enough spots on the field for all their, you know, all their hitters. You're going to have Dylan Carlson potentially right in the bench, which is hilarious. So, uh, yeah, Cardinals for me, I think Milwaukee pissed off too many of their players it's going back to the tree deadline of last year. Corbin Burns is already, you know, one foot out the door wants to be traded. They pissed him off for $700,000 in ARB. Um, if Adamus doesn't produce what he has the last couple of years, then they're screwed because, uh, you know, their offense is pretty much a black hole. They moved on from Renfro like the Red Sox, the Rays, and the Padres did before. So they wanted off that ride. For me, I think it's just by default. It's St. Louis. Again, I'm going to be the outlier, and uh, I thought at least one of you guys would pick the Mets with me the last time. I thought one of you guys would pick the Bruins with me this time, but um, but I, I'm going with the Brewers just because, like Andrew said, I just don't trust the Cardinals' rotation. Michaelis as well. He did pitch 202 innings last year, but um, but typically a guy that can get injured and I'd be shocked if Jack Flaherty pitches more than a hundred innings. It's just, it's not a good rotation. And every year we, you know, we make our picks here and every year, none of those teams really make a big splash other than I guess, well, St. Louis, you know, got the, you know, corner infielders, Arenado and um, Goldschmidt, but um, St. Louis never really goes after pitching and they're a, a big baseball town. There's no reason they shouldn't be spending a little bit more money, you know, on free agent pitchers, uh, than they do. The Brewers are, are, are a much smaller market. And so I get it, you know, and they, they have always have the pitching and, and it's the offense that falls a little bit short, but I just, I like their starting rotation way better. You know, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and, you know, even their back end is is pretty solid. So um, hopefully they're over the, the hater trade. Um, that's baseball. And um, but I'm, I'm going to take the Brewers uh, in this one over to the. National League West. This could be interesting. Uh, Jason, who do you have? Yeah, I'm going with the Padres. Um, I view the National League West as 
pretty much a two-horse race. I, I know the Giants are a decent team. They they made some changes in the offseason, too, but it really does come down to Padres versus Dodgers. And I don't love what the Dodgers are trotting out there right now. The Gavin Lux injury, I think, is a bigger blow to them than people think. Um, they're banking on J.D. Martinez, and they're banking on, what, the career resurgence of Jason Hayward to play in the outfield? Like, give me a break. Now, are they still a really good team? Absolutely. Will they still make the playoffs? Yeah, probably. But the Padres, once they get Tatis back, and assuming he can keep his head out of his ass, um, that lineup's nasty. They added Bogarts, who, you know, we all, we all I think, have gone over this contract a million times, but, it you know, is it going to age well? Probably not. But for this year, will he play well? Yeah, I think he will. And, you know, Machado is one of the best players in the game. You know what he's going to do. I like their rotation. Um, you know, Musgrove, Darvish, all those guys. So I just think they've got kind of the complete package. And I think it will be a tight race between them and the Dodgers. But I just think San Diego is going to have more firepower at the you know, as the season goes on. So I think the Padres will win the division. So I believe this is the first time uh, Jason and I have had a different pick for a division winner. And I'm actually on the other side of that coin. So, you know, where he liked the Padres, I'm going to go chalk here. I'm going to go with the Dodgers. And, you know, we can get into the nitty gritty, um, you know, what team has better arms. And I think on paper, Jason, you, you absolutely nailed it. I think the Padres are better. But there's one statistic that I just can't look by. Uh, the Dodgers won 14 and five against the Padres last year in the regular season. You know, the Dodgers are, are regular season all-stars. They've got a, a bunch of dudes that, that play really well in 162, but they don't do so hot uh, when it comes down to the last 13 or 14 games. And I think, you know, if, if the Padres can't close that gap, losing nine games in the division um, is, is going to be too much to overcome. Um, for that simple reason alone, I, I can't pick against the Dodgers until uh, I start to see that tide turn a little bit. So I'm actually going to be aligned with Cody. I know that last year I picked the Dodgers and I'm going to be doing it again. I just don't trust that the Padres can stay healthy and stay unsuspended because once you cheat, it's kind of hard to not get popped a second time. We can say whatever we want about Fernando Tatis, but I think at the end of the day, he's already been exposed. I do think that Dustin May is going to take a huge step up. I'm really hoping that uh, the Dodgers also have some like found gold in Miguel Rojas who's going to be there. We already talked about Gavin Lux being out. Uh, there's another person there who's going to be playing the outfield. I'm not sure what his role is going to be to start the season, but James Outman, if he could build on what he had for 2022, I, I think it's just undeniable that this team has just already got the experience in the playoffs. And at the end of the day, you have a team that's got playoff history and playoff experience. They already know what it's like against a team that, hasn't even been able to get there because they continue to choke. So Dodgers for me. Yeah, it's definitely a two-team race here. And I think the pitching for San Diego is just too thin uh, for me to pick them as much as I want to. I mean, they're a murderer's row of, you know, in that lineup they have four guys that could finish top seven in the NL MVP this year, conservatively. Uh, so – I want to pick them, but the Dodgers pitching, I think, is going to be what carries them. I think they're going to have to take on a little bit of a different identity. They're not going to be slugging their ways to victories. I think that they're going to have to play some really good defense and 
kind of pitch their way through it. And one team I think that deserves more criticism is the job that the Giants did this offseason. I think they had probably the worst offseason of any team in the league. I think it's pretty pathetic that they're not catching more heat. Um, you know, they let Redongo, then they had the Korea thing. And what did they do? They went out inside Conforto. And, <laughs> you know, like, I, I just I, I think that they've fallen off since their huge year a couple of years ago where they went over 100 games. Now I think they're a laughing stock. So uh, I think L.A. wins this one due to their depth uh, in the pitching department. I am going to go with the San Diego Padres. I think their pitching is going to be okay. I think you Darvish is going to be his normal solid self. Blake Snell had a very good second half last year. His spring training numbers don't look super stellar right now, but he is coming off of a start where he pitched six scoreless innings. He was named the opening day uh, starter uh, today. So, um, they also got Michael Waka, a move that I was kind of hoping the Red Sox would make. If he can stay healthy, I think Petco Park is uh, a great ballpark for him. He was able to keep the ball uh, in Fenway uh, and, you know, pitching to contact. I just I think that's a very good situation for him. He's going to have plenty of run support. That's a very deep, explosive lineup that they have there in San Diego. I think it'll be a close race, but I just, I just think you know San Diego is is vibing, and don't forget Tatis is coming back as well. That is just an explosive uh, lineup, it, you know, one that would would rival uh, and maybe even exceed uh, what the Blue Jays have right now. So, uh, going back to Jason, let's get into our. Um, Wild card picks. So who do you have as your three wild card teams on the National League side? Yeah, I got for the wild cards, I've got Mets, Dodgers, and Phillies. Um, I'm not as down on the Phillies as as Andrew is. I think that they'll I, you know, am I picking them to go back to the World Series? Probably not, but I still think there's a ton of talent there. You know, they're gonna get Harper back mid-season at some point. The Reese Hoskins injury kind of hurts, but I don't think it's a Big, big blow to them. I think their pitching staff is still pretty good. I still love the trio of Nola, Wheeler, and Ranger Suarez, you know, leading off that rotation. So I think they'll still be good enough. And honestly, the National League kind of smells all around. I mean, really, it, you know, when you look at the other teams, like the Pirates, the Cubs, the Diamondbacks, the Rockies, like there's so many bad teams in that league that, it's kind of easy to secure a wild card spot. And those three teams have the most talent to do it. Um, so I, I think they'll easily secure those wild card spots. And it, it really, you know, I don't see any other outliers uh, taking it away from them. So Mets, Dodgers, Phillies, that's what I'm going with for the three wild cards. Pretty much the same thing here as well. I got Padres, Mets, and Phillies. Uh, the only difference being the other side of that coin for the NL West. I mean, the Padres are stacked, right? We just spent a couple of minutes discussing about how deep that rotation is, how great that um, that lineup is. You add a veteran presence like Xander Bogarts, you know, to to keep guys like Tatis, um, you know, in line. You know, we've seen. Uh, Manny Machado make a lot of great strides off the off the field, uh, so to speak, because uh, obviously we know what he's like between 
uh, the foul poles. Um, the Mets, I think they've just spent too much money to not win enough games to, to sneak into the postseason as, as a wild card. And um, yeah, I'm not as far down on the, on the Phillies as well either. Um, you know, I think they, they still got a really well-constructed team. Uh, I don't see them going on big losing streaks in which they can get enough funk and, and kind of play themselves out of a, out of a spot. So, um, you know, to, I don't, if nothing else, I don't see another team taking it from those three, to say the least. So we've been talking about, for the most part, the same teams uh, in any particular order. But for me, it's going to be the Mets, the Padres, and the Phillies. We all agree that the Phillies are going to be in there. The addition of Trey Turner, I think, is just too much to ignore. I think he's incredible and arguably top two shortstop any day of the week. Uh, the Padres also, with the amount of money that they've spent, it just wasn't as much as the Mets. I also absolutely love the Verlander. I know Terry is a super, super pumped fan of, about Verlander, but him mixed with Max Scherzer, in addition to everybody else they have with the Mets. Cody just said it. This team spent way too much money to not get in there. I also think the Padres, with all the moves that they made and the the talent that they have between Xander Bogarts, Juan Soto, um, Fernando Tatis, it just it just starts with those three, and it it doesn't stop. So. In that order, Mets, Pods, Phils. There's nothing new or original I can say after all that. So it, for me, it's the Padres, Mets, and Phillies just because there's no one else. <laughs> I really don't see any other team really doing, you know, making any noise. All right. So I saved my one and only upset special for this category. Um, Dodgers and Braves, obviously, if I don't have them winning the division. I definitely have them in the wild card. The, the Phillies, you know, was a popular pick with you guys, but I think losing Reese Hoskins almost offsets the Trey Turner acquisition over the winter. I mean, Turner would put up better numbers than, than Hoskins, but it's still a, a huge loss for them. They're not going to have Harper back uh, for a little while. And I've just always had trust issues with that. Uh, Phillies rotation you know if if Nola is a little bit off I mean I, I just think it's a much worse rotation Ranger Suarez I think is gonna miss at least a month or two with either I think it's a shoulder problem uh, don't quote me on that but I just think they're the Phillies are just too largely unsettled right now for me to pick them so my third wild card team and I am immediately conceding this is uh, kind of an upset Going with the Arizona Diamondbacks, I, I'm not in love with the back end of their rotation. Uh, you know, their lineup isn't super robust, but I, I think it could be uh, balanced, uh, especially if uh, Corbin Carroll has a uh, pretty good year. Um, but, you know, Zach Galen is going to be one of the better, um, is going to be one of the better uh, pitchers in the National League. And uh, Merrill Kelly, very solid. You know, I, I, I'd love to have a guy like that, you know, in Boston. And um, so I, I'm just going with the Diamondbacks. I'm just I'm just feeling it. I love Tori Lovello, too. I, I think he can get a lot out of that team. Uh, so, all right, let's uh, go over. We're like at record pace here, which is amazing um, for this show. Sometimes in the past, they've gone two hours. We just crossed the one hour mark and we're like 90 percent through it. So. Uh, let's do the uh, MVPs. So, Jason, go ahead. I'm picking Nolan Arenado to win the National League MVP. Um, 
this kind of goes along with why I think the Cardinals will win their division and potentially could even go further. Um, and I don't, I don't like to read too much into spring training stats, but Nolan Arenado so far in spring training is hitting 579. The guy is absolutely locked in. He finished third in the MVP voting last year. I think he's really settled into there to St. Louis. I think having, you know, a guy like Goldschmidt around him, having a good lineup around him, he, you know, pitchers have no choice, but they have to face him. They have to give him good pitches. And he's thriving off that now in Colorado, you know, pitchers could work around him because he was in general, he was the only guy there. Now in St. Louis, he's on such a stacked lineup that they have to pitch to him and he's taking advantage of that. So I think this is the year that he finally crosses that threshold. Um, look, the National League has a lot of really good players, but I think right now, Nolan Arenado, his defense combined with the way he's hitting, combined with the fact that his team's going to make the playoffs and make a lot of noise this year, this is his MVP year. So I'm going Nolan Arenado. It's really hard not to get too excited by these spring training numbers. And for me, the guy that I'm looking at, uh, the dark horse pick I like is Matt Olson. Um, I think the Braves are going to go as as he goes. They've obviously got a deep lineup, but this is a, a perennial 3,100 guy. He could be 100 runs, 100 um, RBIs as well, you know, just depending upon uh, how often he can get on base. And I say that to say he's had seven home runs in the in spring training alone, and that's not even the more surprising statistic. He's currently batting 462, which is damn near double his uh, career average at the major league um, level. And, you know, obviously that's an untenable batting average to, to maintain across a 162-game season. But if he's anywhere near that and not hitting, you know, the 230, 240, 250 that he has in his in his career – we're going to be looking at a an absolutely different beast in a lineup that is going to offer him a lot of protection, get him a lot of good pitches to see out of that two spot. And I think, uh, you know, with the narrative that the Braves are going to do another deep postseason run um, and he's going to be one of the main propellers for that, it'll be too hard to ignore. Just to build on Cody's point, a reason you're probably seeing a high batting average right now, no shift. He's a lefty and is going to be a huge uh, you know, benefactor of not having that. And that's that's a very good pick, Cody. Uh, go ahead. I think we're up with Charlie. Yeah, so for me, I'm actually going to go kind of outlier here. I don't think anyone's going to pick him. I'm going with Trey Turner on this one. I really like what he can bring to the table. I think uh, being in Philadelphia is going to present some interesting opportunities for him. He's the de facto face with Bryce Harper injured at the moment. He, with Bryce Harper, is going to make a formidable 1-2-3, even when Reese Hoskins comes back, a 1-2-3 punch. And that's not even counting Kyle Schwarber and some of the other bats that they have there as well. I think that Trey Turner has the capability of being a 30-30-30 candidate, 30 doubles, 30 homers, 30 stolen bases, while also hitting over 300. I think that's something that is very highly overlooked I don't know anybody else in the National League that could maybe do that outside of Ronald Acuna. But for me, I wanted to go with Trey Turner. I like what he's, I like what he stands for. I think this guy's had an ex, an unbelievable career so far in the bigs. And to move over from the Los Angeles Dodgers to a challenging team with the Phillies, even though they went as far as they did, it was to some degree unexpected. I, I just like what Trey Turner is going to be able to bring to this team. So Turner for me. Yeah, just echo everything, every single thing Jason said, but apply it to Juan Soto for me. 
they're going to actually have to pitch to him for the first time in his career. He's never had this kind of lineup protection, um, no shift anymore. I think he's going to put up an absolutely insane season. I think he's going to be comfortable in San Diego this year. Didn't look completely comfortable last year when he got moved. Um, you know, he's settled in. I think he's going to just put up absolutely ridiculous numbers. And uh, I, I don't see anyone topping that in the NL offensively. All good picks so far. I'm going to differ from everyone. So we each have a, a unique pick here. Um, I think Pete Alonzo is going to build on, you know, what he, he did last year. Again, I, as I said earlier, he had 131 uh, runs batted in, led the NL. Um, he's in a contract year. Uh, I keep saying he's in a contract year. He's a, he's actually an ARB too, but that's that's a huge topic right now in New York is whether or not they can extend him. Uh, Steve Cohen was on, uh, let's see, the Heyman and Sherman uh, podcast and kind of danced around, you know, how serious the talks have been, but. Unlike Xander Bogarts, who just completely couldn't handle the pressure of his uh, contract season, Alonzo is the exact opposite. And the guy's a machine. We've seen it in the home run derby a couple of times. And I think he's going to have the best year of his career. And he's had some really good ones uh, so far. And uh, so, and this is going to be a big part of, uh, you know, what I believe will be a deep Mets run, uh, you know, into the postseason as well. So Alonzo for me, let's get over to the national league. Cy Young's Jason, who do you have? My national league Cy Young is Julio Urias from the LA Dodgers. Um, this guy's been knocking on the door of a Cy Young for a couple of years now. He went 20 and three in 2021. Um, just was ridiculous that year. And last year, you know, 17 wins. He finished third in the Cy Young voting, got a couple of MVP votes. Um, and if you haven't noticed, I do like left-handed pitchers whenever I whenever I think about Cy Young picks. So I just think this guy might be the best left-hander in the National League. And he's on a good team. He's going to, you know, get a lot of starts and probably has the best stuff in that league and you know as long again obviously as long as he stays healthy but that team is going to make a lot of noise they're going to go to the playoffs so he's going to be pitching in meaningful games and i could see another 20 win season for him on the horizon like that's how good this guy is he's 26 years old he's kind of entering his pitching prime right now so i think this is the year that he's not just knocking on the door uh he he bashes it down and he wins the cy young I'm going to go with a repeat winner, uh, not repeat as in back-to-back, -back, but just winning it for the second time. I like Corbin Burns out of Milwaukee. Uh, we saw the precedent be broken by Jacob deGrom on a 500 season where we all agreed that he was the best pitcher in baseball. Uh, will I think Corbin Burns' season be as dominant? No, but this is a guy that, uh, as Andrew mentioned, you know, went to war over $700,000 uh, with this franchise. I think this man is going to be pitching uh, very angry all season while telling teams to come and get him. Um, he's going to try to get out of there and he's going to do everything in his power to make himself, um, you know, look, uh, look attractive and, and try to pitch his way out of um, 
Milwaukee, an interesting statistic that I found for him was, you know, 80% of his uh, professional completed seasons have had an ERA under three. And, you know, his his stuff plays in all parks. It's just going to be, can he get the win total high enough to where he gets that attention? He's got three uh, top 10 Cy Young finishes, including the, the taking home the award in 2021. I like to see him do it again in 2023. Upset special. I'm going for Corbin Burns, too. Uh, I just absolutely love Corbin Burns. Cody, you're going to have to start going after me now because it's starting to get a little silly, a little ridiculous. But everybody knows my special affinity with Corbin Burns as well. I was really high on him a couple years ago. There was another co-host that told me I was effing nuts when I picked him a couple years ago. And sure enough, guy was a stud. I stand by my pick. This guy definitely wants to get out of Milwaukee. There, it's It's just the thing. He's going to have, as Cody mentioned, a team that will be willing to give him the bag and he will join a contender. He is a Cy Young waiting to happen probably for the next five to eight years. I think he's definitely got, you know, no less competition without Jake DeGrom now moving over to the American League. I think he's the most complete starting pitcher in the National League. Nothing against Julio Urias. I think that Corbin Burns would blow him away too. Burns. Uh, I'm going Chuck on this one for Sandy Alcantara. Uh, he's ridiculous. What he did last year was just, you don't see it anymore in modern baseball where he's taking the, you know, he's taking the mound and he expects to go the full nine. Um, I don't see any reason why he holds back the other day. I think he started the game off with eight consecutive strikeouts. Looks like he's in midseason form. I think the Mets and the Phillies aren't as you know, stout offensively this year. So I think um, he'll put up some better numbers in the division. Couple that with the competitive uh, schedule now that, you know, you're facing other teams. So he gets to see some weaker offenses. I think he, I think he matches last year's production if he doesn't top it. I am going with a guy I kind of mentioned briefly earlier. I like Zach Galen. He had a mid-twos ERA last year, a whip of uh, 0.91. It just keeps getting better and better as his career goes on. And I think he could potentially have a, an uptick in strikeouts this year. He did finish fifth last year. So, you know, I just think he's going to build on that and uh, be a big part of the Diamondbacks. Uh, rotation again this year so Zach Galen for me and uh, I guess yeah we just all we got left is our World Series matchup so let's go ahead and Jason lead us off hopefully I think we had the same picks last year so many of us went Atlanta Toronto (laughs) so let's see if we mix it up this year yeah, I, I do have Atlanta going back. They're going to represent the National League for me, and I've got them taking on the Houston Astros. Um, it's, you know, I, I couldn't pick an outlier team because I just think that Houston and Atlanta right now are the two most complete top-to-bottom organizations slash teams in league right now. So I, I just I, – I don't see anyone from the American League surpassing Houston you know, I, I think Toronto will give them a run for their money, but I just think Houston's going to be too good. Again, Altuve is not going to be out forever. He's going to come back. And, you know, they, they've got the pitching. They've got the offense. 
Atlanta has, you know, Atlanta for them has just been the health issue, right? They, they just had too many injuries uh, last year. So, you know, and, you know, Matt Olson could have an MVP year. Acuna is capable of that too. Austin Riley, I think, is capable of that. Their pitching staff is filthy when they're healthy. Um, you know, I, I think the Dodgers and the Padres get a lot of, and, and the Mets too, you know, like those teams get a lot of attention over there, but the Braves just quietly have top to bottom, one of the best rosters in all of baseball. So I just picked the two best rosters. I Astros Braves. I think that's what you're going to end up with. Yeah. I mean, the Astros are starting to feel like the LeBron of the American league, right? It's just going to be that team comes out of the East and then whoever, you know, happens to emerge from the West gets, gets the honor of playing them until some team, you know, can really stick it to them uh, with sustained ability to remain at the top level. I'm, I'm, I gotta go with Houston out of the American league. Um, as Jason mentioned, they're just too solid. They're too good. And they've got depth that we don't even know about that somehow better than a lot of other teams uh, starting players. Um, however, for the national league, um, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I think they do it in a very similar fashion to, to the Braves. They don't do it flashy. They do it, you know, quote unquote, the right way, as people like to say. Um, but when it comes down to the postseason, when you need guys to come through with those big hits, the two MVP candidates, um, the the good pitching, the the great rotation and bullpen in, in St. Louis is going to be too much for Atlanta. So give me Houston and St. Louis uh, as my World Series pick. Wow. So I refuse to pick the Astros yet again, and it's going to continue here. I'm going with the Guardians here. I think that this is going to be the team. This is going to be it right here. And everyone's going to be uh, apologizing in a couple of months when I'm right and you guys are all wrong. Uh, I think the Guardians, I'm just kidding, guys. But uh, I really <laughs> do like the Guardians. I really do like the Guardians. I, I, you know, already we had one person pick Shane Bieber. I think it was Terry who picked Bieber for uh, Ale Cy Young. I think that their team has the, the capability of being lethal and if there's going to be a team that can challenge the Houston Astros, I think it's the Cleveland Guardians. I don't know if it's going to be the Yankees. I'm not sure if I can trust the Blue Jays. Uh, the Cleveland Guardians have some players that have just no stress uh, when it comes to playoff baseball. I feel that that's going to be a team that you can put weight on someone's shoulders like Jose Ramirez, and he's going to carry it without a problem. For the National League, I still have the Dodgers. I, I I haven't counted out Walker Buehler to be out for 2023. I know he's going to be out for a significant portion. If he does end up pitching at all in 2023, it's going to be the tail end of the year, and it's probably going to be in a reliever's role, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him close out games or be a hold guy for like an inning just to get some, some pitching in. But for me, Guardians, Dodgers. For me, I'm, I'm going back to what I did last year. I think it's going to be Toronto and Atlanta. I think they both have playoff built rotations. If you have to get, you know, three, if you're cutting your rotation down to three starters, I think Atlanta can do it pretty well, as we've seen in the last few years. And I think Toronto can as well with Gosman, uh, Manoa, uh, and then Bassett if Barrios doesn't get back to, you know, prior mega contract form. Um, so I, I think that. Those are my two favorites, and they both have the offense that can carry it as well. I feel like I, I should be picking Toronto, but um, I just I have trust issues. And if there's a team that just never fails to 
live up to its expectations, it's definitely the Astros. So I'm going to have them on the American League side, and I am going with the San Diego Padres on the National League side. I just think their pitching is going to be better than a lot of people anticipate. And again, a highly explosive lineup. They've got a lot of versatility in that lineup as well. Guys like Song Kim and uh, Jake Cronenworth as well. So just, I really like them a lot, one through nine, especially, you know, when Tatis gets back. So they also have a GM that's uh, under a lot of pressure, you know, spent a lot of money. They have a bottom five or six farm now after being a, a top two or three farm for a while. So uh, I, I think they're going to pull it together and uh, go to the World Series. So uh, I think that did we pick winners or that we just picked matchups, right? Matchups, we pick winners. Yep. Okay. Um, do you want to pick winners <laughs> if you want? Or go ahead. Super quick, though. Yeah. Um, you know what? I will. Hmm. <laughs> I'll pick the Braves to win. Yeah, I think the Braves will win uh, the World Series this year. Gotcha. Cody. Give me Cardinals and six. Wow. <laughs> okay. You're a genius if that happens. Heard it here first. <laughs> Last year, everybody was riding the coattails of Jason, and I don't even think it came close because his picks were just like, what? And this one is unfortunately kind of like, you know, Juan Soto, Shohei Ohtani. So I'm going Dodgers here in this one. Dodgers and six. Um, wasn't ready for that, but I'll do. Uh, I'll do Toronto. I think they'll probably sell as many pieces as they need to of that farm system to put them over the hump while all the players are still affordable. Another GM that's under a lot of pressure is Toronto. So makes sense. And uh, I am just going to stick with what works. And I, I like the Astros. They've been there. They're, they're not going to be phased by the moment. And uh, I think they win their third one uh, since 2017. So we will wrap on that. Hope you all enjoyed it. And uh, we might sneak in another uh, show in the midweek. So uh, stay tuned for that. And for the YouTube crew, we'll probably be back with more content as well. Everybody take care.